Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Hello, Let's Get Vulnerable listeners. I have some exciting news for you. Right now, there are limited spots available in the ESL Relationship Program. This program is designed to take you from your current attachment style and move you to a securely attached woman who is attracting the kind of relationship that you deserve a healthy relationship, somebody that you can grow and build with. But most importantly, it is designed to take you to the version of you who loves herself and knows how to show up unapologetically in dating and life and to have fun dating. So make sure that you apply to the program as soon as possible as spots are incredibly limited. Use the link in my Instagram bio. It says apply now. You can also find the link in the show notes. Welcome everyone to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. We have a very special episode today. We have Amy Pamensky. Welcome, Amy, to the podcast. So excited to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you and connect with you again. I loved having you on the Confident Woman series last year and just really excited to be here with your community. I love your podcast. Oh, you're so sweet. I had so much fun coming on um, with you. So can't wait for this conversation today. Before we jump in, I want to do a little intro of Amy so you all know who she is. She is an intuitive mindset coach, spiritual teacher, and podcast host. She supports women to connect to their intuition and to embody their confidence so that they can create a soul-led life and business. Throughout her eight years of being a business owner, Amy has discovered the keys to creating a soul-aligned business and lifestyle. She teaches women how to overcome their limiting beliefs and listen to the guidance of their soul to create financial abundance and fulfillment. She uses a blend of scientific and spiritual mythologies, including meditation, quantum physics, neuroscience to support women into stepping into their next level of transformation. She's also the host of the Feminine Frequency Podcast, where she shares weekly wisdom of how to connect with your feminine energy to manifest abundance love and the life that you truly desire. Woo, Amy, you are killing it. it. (laughs) I love it. I love all of this. I'm like, yes, I I can't wait for our conversation before we get going. If you want to connect with her on social media, you can find her on IG. It's Amy Natalie co on IG. And then the feminine frequency podcast 
is available everywhere podcasts are aired. Mm-hmm. You can find us anywhere. So <laughs> I would start there. If you're listening to the podcast and you like podcasts, that's a great place to start. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, welcome. I know one of the things that I would just love to have you talk more about is how we can use our intuition and our feminine energy to manifest what we want. Uh, before we go into that, can you share a little bit about your journey and how, how you got here and kind of what was going on in your life that led you to this path? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. I, it's been a journey. Um, and while there were a lot of challenges on along the way, looking back, it all makes sense. And I feel like it guided me to where I am today. So, you know, my, my journey started with health issues and experiencing quite a bit of depression and anxiety. So it really started in the body and taking a look at like my mental health and, if I were to rewind back before my transformation, how I felt about myself, I had a lot of self-judgment. I criticized my body. I didn't feel like I was good enough. I felt like other people had things that I didn't have, that I would never be as successful as other people, that I wasn't as pretty, that I wasn't like lovable. There were so many different stories that I was caught up in and I couldn't separate those thoughts from the reality. Like my thoughts were controlling my life. And so I very much lived in my head. I lived in this, this inner dialogue of self-destruction and lots of self-criticism and really the opposite of self-love. And you know, through that journey of reaching a place of feeling really unhappy and also having physical symptoms manifest, digestive issues, hormone imbalances, and just feeling really disconnected from myself, I, I went down a path that I thought would make me happy, that I thought would lead to success and fulfillment. So in, in my case, what that looked like was getting married at the age of 25 and I you know, we bought a house, we had a dog, we were really like, I had a nutrition business and on the outside, everything looked really great. But what I was just describing to you was my inner landscape. It was the place that I was living in was really a lot of self-loathing and not really knowing who I was or what made me happy. And through that went, you know, through my own process of hitting my rock bottom and getting to a place of being like, all right, whatever's out there. Cause at the time I didn't really have a specific spiritual connection, but like whatever is out there, there's something greater here. And like, I give up, like, I can't do this on my own. I've tried, I've tried to figure it out. And like, I surrender, like, please show me the way. And that was really the first time where I really you know, surrender to something greater and realized that, you know, there's more to life than this. I knew there was more to life than how I was living and how I was feeling. And there was that deep knowing inside of me that there was something else available for me. And I ended up getting divorced and really starting my life over at the age of 27. And it was terrifying. It was like, all about having to trust something that I didn't even know was going to be better than where I was. But there was something within me that was saying like, this isn't right. Mm -hmm. And the more and more I listened to that inner voice and got quiet and started to hear what my inner voice was saying was like, 
you're not honoring yourself. You're not loving yourself. You're not listening to yourself. And the more I started to really express who I truly was, everything that wasn't aligned, everything that wasn't, um, didn't feel good for me started to fall away. And from that place of deepening my self-love, developing my confidence, my business started to grow. I started to attract new friends in my life. I started to just feel better on a daily basis, like feel happier and like release that heaviness from yeah. my mind and my body. My my digestion healed a lot. And I, you know, I'm in a in a partnership now that is more aligned with who I am authentically. And so it was a lot of stripping away of who I thought I should be for who I really am. And through doing that, attracting everything that I have in my life now, which is pretty amazing. (laughs) What a powerful story. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And it really points to this idea of you can have what you think you're supposed to have and, you know, have it look like everything's perfect on the outside and, um, maybe it's a socially acceptable thing or the thing your family thought you should do and be in that space. But, you know, you being brave enough to go internal and ask yourself, am I really happy? Right. And, and then when you got the answer, you didn't numb it out with drugs or alcohol, mm-hmm. or, you know, if we see a lot of people will just numb when they get that answer that they're not really happy. So you listen to it and you, you used it as fuel to change your life. It's so inspirational. Thank you. Yeah. And I know since this is a, you know, I know you, you've, you focus a lot on relationships and for me, what I knew was possible was a conscious partnership or a partnership mm-hmm. where I could be my authentic self and where I could have deeper connection, deeper conversations where there was more what I would call like soul alignment. And this isn't like fairy tale, everything's perfect, right? But it's like, oh, we're really doing the work. We're not just ignoring what's here and scraping it under the rug, but we're actually willing to look at these things. And, you know, that wasn't the case with that partnership. I felt very... um, very suppressed in, in being able to express my truth and being able to share what I wanted. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it wasn't a toxic relationship, which kind of even sometimes makes it harder to leave because there's nothing quote unquote wrong, right? Everyone yes. on the outside and he's a really nice person. We were really good friends. Yeah. Yet that desire that I had within me was so deep that it was like, nope, like we're not settling yeah. here. Like this is not right for you. This is that distinction I talk about of, you know, okay relationships versus great relationships, you know, Mm -hmm. aligned, intentional relationships where both people want to do the work as a couple and as individuals, and they're, they're both committed to that growth. So it sounds like there was that part of you that knew that that was out there and it was available to you. Um, and you, you wanted it in your life. So Mm -hmm. yeah, incredibly brave. And, you know, I think like many of us, even myself included, I certainly did hit a rock bottom and and that was the thing that motivated me to change. So you getting to that place, was there fear as you were making all these changes and going through the divorce? Like, what was that like for you? Yeah. I mean, my whole foundation of what I thought my life was going to look like, as well as my support system, like 
my brain was literally telling me, and I didn't know this at the time. And eventually I got, when I started doing a lot more deeper work around it, Mm -hmm. essentially my brain was telling me that if I made this decision, that I would be disowned from my family, that I would be alone, that I would be like, no one was going to support me. And I kind of had to get to that place where I was like, am I willing to risk it all in order to live my authentic truth? And I've been studying recently a really cool, um, I think his doc, his name is Dr. Gabriel Mate. I think I'd have to look it up, but he talks about this dynamic between authenticity and attachment where we're constantly in that battle of, are we going to live from our attachment to safety and security and love, or are we going to be our authentic self? And Mm. to the ego, it feels like if we are our our authentic self, we will die. It feels Mm -hmm. like we're like our primal limbic brain tells us like you're going to die. Right. And so that's what it felt like. And it took me months. I mean, it took me years to true. It took me a good year to truly listen and be like, okay, I'm not happy. And then it took me a lot longer than that to be like, okay, so what are you going to do about what it? Are you gonna do because about it? Mm-hmm. there is that, that, that physical fight or flight fear of holy crap, like I'm going to be alone. And that's really the work that I do with women is cultivating faith. Because if we just live in the fear, if we allow yes. the fear to take over, then we can't make the changes we want to make. We'll keep playing small, we'll keep procrastinating, we'll keep staying stuck yes. in the safety, even if we're not happy. Mm-hmm. But we have to cultivate this other side of us, the confidence, the faith, mm-hmm. the belief in something greater. Mm-hmm. And that's a muscle. Like You have to build that and that has to be stronger than the fear. So I think that's really, you know, the, the dynamic that I was in was, was doing the inner work to get to a place where I was like, all right, like I trust myself enough and I trust the universe enough to know that I'm going to be okay. And that's all that matters. I love this so much. It makes me think about too, this inner child work, you know, it totally aligns with this, right? Because as the child, you have to do certain things for survival because you are dependent upon your parents, right? So then realizing that as the adult, you can heal that inner child wound and you're no longer dependent on parents, you get to take control of your life. So it really lines up nicely with, with that work too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still do a ton of inner child yes, work. Recently, it's, recently it's come back to me so much more. Same. Like, yes, you know, really, really taking a look at, you know, where am I trying to control things right yes. now because I don't feel safe or because yes. I'm afraid of being judged? Like, really taking a look at this dynamic of of nurturing that little girl inside of me who just feels afraid or who feels yeah, scared that people are going to judge her or scared that she's going to be alone and, and really reparenting and being with her when those fears come up. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to transition a little bit into talking about this idea of intuition and manifesting. And if you can talk a little bit about how it relates to bringing in your ideal partnership. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is really the core of what I was just sharing in my story. You know, fear lives in the mind and intuition lives in the body. 
So before we get into how it helps us to manifest, I want everyone to really understand what intuition is. It is your inner guidance system. It's it's usually a very quiet whisper, especially if you're not used to connecting with it. Um, that is always guiding you in your decisions day to day, moment by moment. Does this feel good? Does this feel aligned? Does this feel true? Or does this feel um, heavy? Does this feel... Is there resistance here? Does it feel out of alignment for me? And so it's this inner guidance system that goes based off of feelings and sensations versus thoughts and fears. Mm -hmm. So we need both. Like we need our ego to protect us. We need our mind to protect us to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. Um, But most of us are far too dependent on the logical mind. That's how we've been taught to think and act and make decisions. Mm -hmm. And when we're operating from the logical mind, we will never step out of our comfort zone. We will never take whatever leap we need to take. We will never honor our truth in the way that we need to because we're always going to opt for what feels safe and comfortable. So for example, if you maybe are going on a date and you in your mind are attached to the idea that you want to get married by a certain time, you're attached to the idea that this could be the one, you're in your mind in that. You're not listening and dropping in in the moment. How does it feel to be around this person? How do I feel when I'm in their presence? Ooh. Does it feel good to go on another date with them? Yes. Does it feel, um, is, do I feel the connection here versus, oh, they check the, they, they're, yes. they're a match for my checklist. Oh my gosh. I feel like somehow you were in my last group coaching session. We were <laughs> literally saying this exact same thing with the women I coach. It's such a big shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah been working with a client on this a lot and we've been talking about intentional dating and dating from a place and like navigating relationship from a place of your truth and connecting to your authentic truth versus like the fantasy, the idea of who this person could be one day or what could happen versus what, what am I feeling right now? How are they showing up for me right now? What do I really want and need in a relationship? And when you say, Amy, that being in that place of dropping in and using intuition, that it's actually so much more fun to date Mm -hmm. that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you're, you're actually feeling this connection and it, it's more fun because you, you're more empowered. You're not giving your power away. Oh, does he like me? Does he want to date me? Is he going to call me back? It's like, no, like, how does this feel for me? Yes. Do I want to see this person again? And when we talk about manifesting, I really look at more of the science behind it, which is all about vibration. It's about frequency. If we are constantly in a place of fear, are they going to call me back or shame? Oh, did I say something wrong? Did I did I do the wrong thing? Am I not good enough? that frequency is actually very like repulsive or it pushes things away. Mm -hmm. It slows things down. When we're operating from a place of self-love, when we're operating from a place of our truth, when we're operating from a place of 
um, intuition and connection, we are much more magnetic. We are going to have, people are going to want to be drawn to us because we don't have that needy energy or that, that kind of like heavy energy of those negative thoughts that are controlling the show. Yeah. There's a, there's a playfulness and excitement and a allowing in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. the feminine too, which that's is what feminine. I talk a lot about on my podcast, which is the feminine is like surrendered. It's trusting. It's about being able to receive and stay open. Yes. The feminine is not just this soft, like wilty thing. It's actually very powerful. The feminine, the, the egg energy, wild and emotional and like, yeah. um, fierce. It yes. can be like fierce boundaries and is the feminine too, which Absolutely. I love. And mm-hmm. obviously when we say that men also have this energy as well, I think mm-hmm. there's sometimes confusion around that, but yeah, we can use different terms for it. So for people who feel confused around it, especially when we're talking about men and women relating, it can get confusing. So when we're talking about this energy of the feminine, it is that another word for it is omega. The masculine energy is alpha. So it's a more um, direct, it is more linear, it's more logical, it's more... Um, structured and the feminine is more flow, more intuitive, more feeling. And we, we all have both and we need both, Mm -hmm. but most men are going to be more dominantly masculine. That's Mm -hmm. not all men. And most women are going to be more dominantly feminine essenced. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They still can dance and they can still access their masculine and same for the other. So So it's a lot to explain in like one small snippet, but if people are confused, you can think of it as alpha is the masculine and omega is the feminine. Yes. Mm -hmm. Great. I really appreciate you clarifying that for the audience. And I think, I mean, I know in my own dating life, I had the hardest time allowing myself to be in the omega energy Mm -hmm. um, because I was so used to achieve, achieve, achieve. And that was, you know, the way I got my PhD and the way I was successful in my career was hanging out in that more masculine energy. So I think it is so incredibly powerful when you can realize that your approach in other areas of life isn't necessarily going to serve you in your, in your dating life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know myself, even as, as I've begun this amazing, healthy relationship I'm in now, I've had to notice when I don't feel like I'm in that receiving place. Like I've, I've literally had moments where I've wanted to push away the love. Mm-hmm. So really for, for me, just tuning into that, okay, I have to be open. I have to receive it. I have to allow it to mm-hmm. come in. Yeah. Yeah. And these aren't like, this is just one um, philosophy. It is one tool in your toolkit. We don't need to be stuck. Like I always have to be in my feminine or I can never be in my masculine. Otherwise this isn't going to work. Like it's very much a fluid dance. Mm -hmm. And like, there are times where your partner might be more in his feminine and you get to hold the masculine space. And, and I, it is an active practice because I'm a entrepreneur. I'm ambitious. I have goals. I know like I get shit done. Like that's who I am. Yes. And I also know when to recognize, Oh, when can I relax? 
not just for my partner and my connection, but for me, when can I really relax and allow myself to be playful and um, embodied and have fun and be silly? And where can I allow myself to access those energies? Because it's not fun to always be in your masculine, even if you have a big mission in the world and you're like committed to it. It's like, yeah, but like, that's not really what life is only about. (laughs) But yeah, it's an active awareness of, okay, at the end of my workday, like I get to shift because my nervous system feels better when I'm relaxing too. Yes. I like that you mentioned that the intentionality around being aware of what energy you're in and then Mm -hmm. also knowing you always have the power to shift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes we can have resistance to shifting into mm-hmm. the feminine for sure because we're so used to operating in the masculine that it it does take a second to recalibrate and to be like, yes. oh, I'm like in get shit done mode. Yeah, well, let me chill out for a little bit, and and it's a very programmed thing in our mind, and that's what it is about. It's about noticing, being aware of your state mm-hmm. of being, and then being able to intentionally choose something different. Exactly. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to go back to manifesting. And I actually have a practice that I used when I was manifesting my relationship. But I wanted to hear from you if you had any favorite practices or ways that you know, you've know you learned to manifest what you want in your life. Yes, I have many. I teach a lot of workshops on this and it's one of my favorite topics, but in we let's use it in the realm of relationships. So, um, one is getting clear on what you really want. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do this. One of them is writing a list, but I just caution people of being to attach to what you think that you want more so like, how do you want to feel when you're with this person? How do you want to feel in a relationship? Um, what are some of the things that you want to do for fun? How, what are some of the values that you share? How do you show up together? And so the practice that I use when I'm manifesting something is writing about it as if it's already happened. So it's called scripting is the technical term for this journaling style. And essentially what you're doing is writing it as like, I'm so happy and grateful now that I met my, my man, my partner in the perfect timing. We feel like such an amazing fit. I love having how much fun we have together. It feels so good to wake up next to him and to know that I can just be myself and you can get more specific. And I do recommend to get more specific of some of the things that are really important to you. Like it feels so amazing that we both value health and wellness and that he's on his own personal growth journey too. And, and writing about it as if it's happening, because when we look at the neuroscience behind that is that the subconscious mind doesn't know if something is happening in the future or if it's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And so we can use that to our benefit of training the subconscious mind to believe that it's already happening. Mm -hmm. When we believe that something's already happening and that it's possible, we take different action. We show up differently and we have a different energy about Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. So the practice is to write that out and to read it to yourself. It could be every day or close your eyes at night and visualize for five minutes. What would it feel like to be with this person? And and it's really about 
getting into the feeling versus just reading a checklist because you can't connect the feeling. Amy, we are so on the same page. (laughs) I knew knew that when we first met. So (laughs) like, wow, this is exactly what, you know, what I would teach. Um, I, I so love what you shared. And one of the things I want to just touch on briefly is this idea that this stuff is woo woo, right? Like I know when I would first hear about manifesting, I'm like, Oh my gosh, what, what is this? But no, you start to look at it and it's the science piece. And I love that you had quantum physics in your bio, you know, it's like, this is science. You, Mm. when your thoughts are different, your actions are different. Your, your energy is different. You attract different things. It's not woo woo. It works. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I just wanted to make that point real quick. If there's anybody listening, who's like, you know, what is this manifesting? Just knowing that it's based in science. Mm -hmm. It's based in science. And it's also based in like, I would say psychology and like human sense, like common sense that if you feel better and if you're more excited about something and you feel more optimistic about it, you're probably going to show up differently and take mm-hmm. different action, which means that you're going to get different results. Like we we could make it really complicated and make it into the science, which it mm-hmm. totally is. And there's plenty of science to back it up. And if we want to make it really simple, it's like, yeah, if you feel hopeless and you feel like it's not possible and you don't even think that this person is out there, then like, why would you go on a date? Or if yeah. you don't feel worthy of being in a relationship, that's amazing why would you why would you be able to attract someone who 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 is going to show you how amazing you are like exactly it, it to me i mean i've been in this work for a long time and this is just my reality like i don't think of it any other right. way but if we were to dumb it down and just be like well do you think that you're going to manifest someone when you're in a place of like self-loathing and not feeling confident and like that's not to shame anyone who's there because we all have our moments and we, there's room for growth, but like, of course, this is the work that needs to be done in order to create healthy, thriving relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And this whole piece of when you're scripting, when you're writing it out as though it's already happened, you are then giving your brain that certainty that it is available to you. And in order to have something, we need to believe that it is available. So, I mean, such, such a powerful practice. I, so what I've done and maybe you've done this too, and I've kind of taught my clients is taking scripting to another level, um, with actually writing out letters to my partner before I met him. Amazing. That's yes. really fun. I haven't done that, but I've heard, I've heard, I've written love letters to myself, but not yes. to yeah, future partner. That's amazing. So it was just a fun practice that I developed and I was like, okay, we'll just like see how this goes, but it's actually really cool to look back on those. And, you know, they're, they're still in my journal and, um, but it, it's once again, just strengthening that certainty that that person is out there right now. Um, so yeah, I, I love these practices. They absolutely work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what you just said is so powerful because sometimes the mind can make us believe that like it's never going to happen for us or like mm-hmm. it only happens for some people. But like if you truly believe that everything that you desire right now, whether it be money, health, a relationship, happiness, fulfillment, it 
already exists. It's already possible because you wouldn't know that you desired that if you didn't see it somewhere, if you didn't Mm -hmm. think or even have an inkling that that even existed. So the fact that it already exists is a really important thing to remember. It's not going to come out of like, it's not like it has to be, it's not the, the groundwork is already there. And so if you can connect to that, it's like, okay, if it exists, then I get to become a match for that. How do yes. I become a match to call that thing in that I desire? How do I get to evolve and transform myself mm-hmm. to be able to have that thing that I desire? So beautiful. And it, what, what you just said makes me think about the importance of looking in the mirror I just did a post on this, how when I was dating, you know, even five, 10 years ago, I would always say things like, oh, all these guys are players. Nobody wants to commit. They have so many women they're dating at the same time. I had so many people I was talking to at the same time. I was a player, quote unquote, right? So like knowing that you have to look in the mirror, you have to be what what you desire, become that match for it right? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. The embodiment of it, the, the, you have to become, if you want to call in a high quality partner, like you get to be a high quality partner to yourself and be showing up that way. And I always like to really take away the perfectionism around this. Like Mm -hmm. you don't need to be perfect in order to call in your quote unquote, perfect partner, because they're not going to be perfect either. But you do get to show up with integrity with yourself. How do you love yourself? How do you treat yourself? How do you respect yourself? And it is such a mirror for sure. It is. Yes. I'll always ask the women I coach, would you want to date you? Mm Mm-hmm. It's a hard question to to look at sometimes. It is. Yeah, it really is. Wow. Well, I I just love this conversation. Is there anything that we haven't touched on about manifesting or being in your feminine? Anything that you'd want to add? I just want to share that it really is such a journey and that there's so many different layers. So especially, you know, I see a lot of women who maybe like there's other areas in their life that are really easy for them, but like relationships seem to be challenging for them, right? Or maybe relationships are not a thing for them, but money is a thing for them. Mm -hmm. Just knowing that like the, this may be part of your karma, your soul, not your karma, but like your soul um, evolution, you may be experiencing these challenges so that you can learn about yourself in a new way. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean just because it's been challenging for you up until now that it's always going to be that way. Like the lessons that you're learning now are really preparing you for the type of partnership that you want to call in, the type of relationship Mm -hmm. that you desire. And that could happen tomorrow. It could happen 10 years from now. Like obviously we want it to happen sooner. And that's why we have, you know, people like Morgan and myself to help to guide you and speed up Mm -hmm. this process to get you there. But, but really like it's releasing the attachment about the timing of it and knowing that, you know, past failures don't, don't determine your future. And I wouldn't even call them failures. They're all learning opportunities, all opportunities to see, okay, where am I feeling super attached to this person? Where Mm -hmm. am I not honoring myself? 
Um, how can I love myself more? Who do I like, who do I really want to be with? And yes. we're just learning along the way. We weren't given this manual when we were little kids. Like this is something we're, we're like new to learning about. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no failure in dating. There's just mm-hmm. learning. Um, yeah. And I think that piece about letting go of timelines, you know, your, your stories, you were sharing it with me. You said you got married at 25. And I know growing up, I always had that timeline of I'm going to be married by 25. We'll have the white picket fence. We'll have the kids. And it was like just ingrained um, in in the paradigm that I had for for my life. Um, But finally being able to release that timeline and release the shame and that feeling of failure of, oh, I should have, you know, had it figured out by then. Um, so it's just, it makes the journey so much more enjoyable when you're saying, Hey, I'm just learning. I'm just, I'm going along and I'm learning and I'm enjoying it. And I'm learning about myself and I'm learning how to authentically connect with others, release that pressure off of yourself. I love that message. And I think that's a collective message that a lot of women are needing to look at and unlearn right now. And, um, you know, one of my clients that I've been working with, she said, you know, I just feel so peaceful. I don't feel like I need to, it doesn't feel so needy and urgent. And like Mm -hmm. things are like, if it doesn't happen by this date, then it's not going to happen. Like all that control, it feels so stressful to be in that space of of that Mm -hmm. attachment. And it comes from, if we really look at it, like we have to go deeper into the belief system who told you, or where did you learn that it needed to be this way? And is that true? And is it true that you're a failure if you don't aren't married by a certain age? Like, no, it's not true. And what do you feel like it means about you if you're not like if you're not in a relationship or married by a certain age? What are you making that mean about you? And we have to untangle all of this in order to, like you said, enjoy the journey and to, you know, that will help you to get closer to having what you actually want versus trying to control it so much. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, so much. Yes. To everything that we've talked about. Um, I know that you're doing a lot of different things right now and, and coaching women and is, do you have anything coming up that you'd like to tell people about or let people know how they can get in touch with you? Yeah. I always have something coming up. I'm a a manifesting generator in human design charts. So if people don't know what that is, it's just like this constant, I'm just a creator and I love, I'm a teacher. So I just love creating new opportunities for women to learn Mm -hmm. about themselves. And so um, right now I just finished enrolling for my current uh, program, which is really more around like purpose and fulfillment and your soul calling and starting Mm. a soul line business. But I do have some other courses that will be coming up in March or April that are really about this connecting to your authentic self and Mm. looking at your limiting beliefs. And yeah, there's some really fun stuff coming out. So the best way to stay in touch is to find me on the feminine frequency podcast. And then also, um, 
if you're on my email list or if you're following me on Instagram, you'll always see what I have coming out next. And there's always some, some great stuff happening. So I always love seeing what you're up to. Like she <laughs> is you. doing so many amazing things in this world. I love it, Amy. Um, I do always ask this question before I let people go. I wanted to ask you if you were walking down the street and random person comes up to you and they say, Hey, what is your best life advice right now? This doesn't have to be of all time, but like currently in this moment, what would be kind of your overall best life advice? Mm -hmm. When you can create safety within yourself from a place of really like knowing your worthiness and trusting yourself, you never need to outsource that to anyone else. You're not going to feel like you need anyone else, need anyone else's love or validation. And so really what I feel is so important in life is getting to know who you are and, and deepening your connection with yourself and with whatever spiritual connection that you have. And that will provide an opportunity for you to experience life from a whole new perspective, from a space of love and compassion and peace mm -hmm. and um, just much deeper connection to yourself in this lifetime. So it's the only thing that I feel like we can actually control or rely on, I would say, is that internal power that we can cultivate. That was beautiful. And I agree 1000%. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing your energy and your wisdom with us. And I know that the listeners are going to want to connect with you and um, who knows, we will have you back again someday. It's been so fun. And um, I know that you're in, in Sanita's area and I'm so jealous. I, I don't know if all y'all know, but I actually used to live in Encinitas. So such a warm place in my heart for that yeah. part of the country. <laughs> Soak up the sun for me as I'm in Montana and it's been like negative 25. So, Oh, I, I will. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send you some love. <laughs> please do. Please do. Thank mm. you so much again. I so, so appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. And thank you to everyone who listened today. Thanks everyone. Wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. We'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram Facebook and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.